Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hour number two of this fine radio program. Thank you for spending part of your Wednesday with me. My name is Jeff Angelo. It's Wednesday, June 14th. It's 7 after 10 o'clock. Very comprehensive work by Wendy in talking about uh, the rain and where it's at around Iowa currently. We appreciate that very, very much. Any kind of severe weather, those folks will break in and give you more details on that. But as you heard Wendy saying, she was identifying where a lot of heavy rain is going on today, but uh, nothing that is uh, damaging, uh, not any uh, severe alerts that I see as of right now. But she will interrupt uh, if in case uh, that is happening. Currently at our studios, as you heard Wendy say, we're at 69 degrees on our way to a high of 90 degrees today. We are keeping you up to date on this uh, breaking news. So two breaking news stories to talk to you about this hour. And uh, at 1030, we understand President Trump is going to be making a statement uh, on the shooting that took place at this ball field in Alexandria, Virginia. It looks like a, a practice between congressional Republicans practicing for a charity baseball game was targeted by the shooter. Uh, we are going to have a statement uh, by President Donald Trump coming up uh, right around uh, 1030, which we will carry live on this program on AM 1040 WHO Radio. I'm looking at a statement by Senator Rand Paul that I wanted to read to you right now. Senator Paul says, "If you've, as you have likely heard, this is Senator Paul's statement, this is what he's issued, as you have likely heard, a gunman with a rifle opened fire on congressmen, senators, staff, and police this morning. Senator Rand Paul says, I was there and I'm shaken but unharmed. Many people likely would have died this morning if not for the bravery of the Capitol Police. My thanks to them are in, inadequate but heartfelt. They never hesitated to put their lives on the line to save everyone. Please pray for those, for, for all those that were injured. And I read you that statement for multiple reasons. Of course, Senator Paul was there, so uh, I wanted you to hear from him. But also, we're trying to avoid the hot takes this morning. Uh, it, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. Because, of course, I'm running down Twitter and people are already doing the political positioning they do uh, on this kind of incident. But, of course, I never want to engage in the political behavior that I don't like in other people. So I'm just I'm being very, very careful this morning. It's not easy. And I'm being transparent about that because, of course, I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. And you wonder if these people were being targeted for their beliefs. You can also hold in your head. The thought that this is just a crazy guy. And yes, he can say, oh, I've been inspired by the political rhetoric to do this. But then every once in a while, you can just say it's just it's just a crazy, evil guy that did this. Because I can say that even if it's tempting when somebody, for example, you know, targets a Planned Parenthood clinic and fires into that. And people are going, see you Republicans, you inspired this. Or is it a random crazy guy that is just an, an evil guy? That, yeah, you can use the political rhetoric as an excuse, but you also can say random, crazy, evil guy. And you can say that in any incident. 
And so I'm holding back on the hot takes this morning because we just don't know all that much at this particular point. So that's why I'm, I'm taking a deep breath and holding back on the hot takes because, yes, it's easy to go out on Twitter and go, well, gun violence lacks gun laws in Virginia. Or you can say, there you go, resistance, your political rhetoric. And certainly there are folks that are reinforcing that this morning, people that got resistance in their Twitter handle that are saying some things that would seem to rationalize this, justify it. But, man, Twitter can be its a great source for breaking news, and I like it. And those of you that follow me on Twitter, Jeff Angelo Radio, you see me constantly tweeting out stories of which I'm interested and may comment on uh, during the show. But it also can be uh, hot takes that drive you crazy in a situation like this, and you got to be able to take a deep breath under those circumstances and go, okay, here's what we know, and it ain't much right now. And as we get more information, WHO is going to be bringing you that information live, and we'll continue to talk about it as we know more information. Do have another breaking story right now, and I'm looking at an article by my friend Lee Rude, who writes for the Des Moines Register. Uh, Governor Kim Reynolds has named the next head of the Department of Human Services, and it is a person that I know very well. Uh, he is a Des Moines lawyer, well-known. This is Lee Rude's writing for his work with uh, children and family rights. It is Jerry Foxhoven. He has been uh, tabbed by uh, Governor Kim Reynolds to be the next leader of the Department of Human Services. Governor Reynolds, in a statement, has said Jerry Foxhoven is the compassionate, thoughtful leader we need serving in this important role. Jerry has the experience, qualification, respect, and passion to excel in this demanding role. Demanding role, yes. Uh, and, you know, when, when a role is as demanding as this is, I am thankful for a person like Jerry Foxhoven who wants to step up and lead in this role. Because you know, stepping back from whatever your political view is of what's going on, this is one of the tougher roles in the state to take on. This, the head of the Department of Human Services, it's always one of the toughest roles in the state to take on. Always, no matter what is going on. But obviously at this particular time, with all the controversy swirling, around the department and the deaths of these two young girls. A, a guy that is motivated so much by his passion for kids that he'd hold his hand up and go, yep, I'll take this on. You got to appreciate that. And this is a good man. Uh, Foxhoven is uh, 64 years old, and he is the former head of the Joan and Lyle Middleton Center for Children's Rights at Drake University. And by the way, he starts tomorrow. He starts tomorrow. Foxhoven joined, uh, this is again Lee Rude's writing, Foxhoven joined Drake Law School as a clinical professor and head of the Drake Children's Rights Center in 2006. He instructed juvenile law students in a clinical setting, supervising students in juvenile court proceedings and those who drafted legislation and who lobbied for passage of bills pertaining to issues involving youth. As I know, I personally know Jerry, and Jerry has played a role in my life. Jerry is the kind of guy that you get to know and you admire and he's and and serves multiple roles in a person's life. He's a, he's my go-to guy when I want to talk about legal issues involving the poor and involving children. Somebody that I chat with to get his take on it because I know his knowledge and I know his passion. He's also been a go-to guy for me just as a personal mentor 
in, in my career choices, in the way that I approach my life, just a guy that, that talks philosophically in general, one of those friends you have that you admire and respect, and he talks uh, philosophy, and you think about it, and you think about it after you've had a conversation with him, and, and you think you go back to some of the points that he's made at certain key points in, in your life. So I have a great deal of respect, personal respect, for Jerry Foxhoven. This is a, a good choice. And uh, he is well known among Republicans and Democrats. And I think this is uh, something I would say in the moment as this news is being announced that both Republicans and Democrats allowed this choice because I think both Republicans and Democrats have had the opportunity to work with Jerry Foxhoven on a variety of issues and know that this is a person that commands a great deal of respect across a number of constituencies in the legal world, in, in, in the, the issues of advocating for the poor, advocating for children. They, I, I believe, think that, that I think you will hear some praise coming out today uh, from both Republicans and Democrats for this particular choice. But it is interesting for me to sit here and know this name and say, I know this guy, I know Jerry Foxhoven, and have the kind of warmth that I have toward him, the kind of respect that I have for him as a human being and, and how he has committed his life. And so I am very, very glad that a guy like this is, steps up and says, I'm going to take this very difficult task on. This is a good man for this particular job. So uh, you will hear more about this as time goes on, as Republicans and Democrats react to this appointment. But Jerry gets underway on Thursday. And again, stepping back from all the political turmoil, the Department of Human Services head, that is a tough, tough job. You heard me interviewing the retiring head, Chuck Palmer, last week. And one of the points I made to you is, is this department touches over a million people a year, people in a very, very difficult situation in their lives. And I can tell you that there, there would be people that if the governor came to them and said, how about Department of Human Services, they would say, no, I don't think I. And so for somebody like Jerry to say, yes, motivated by my passion for children, motivated for my passion for the poor, I want to get into this job, I want to take control of this situation, I want to move this department forward, this is a really good choice. And so I am, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to see it. And my goodness, he starts the job tomorrow. Uh, post haste. Jerry Foxhoven in the DHS role. So you and I have talked very uh, – it's been great to hear your input about what's going on with the Department of Human Services and your thoughts. So give me your thoughts now about what you think a top priority for the new head of the Department of Human Services ought to be, 515-284-1040 or the American Toppers and Accessory Text Line, 515-989-1040. Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040 WHO. Overcast skies right now at our high V studio, 68 degrees. Jeff Angelo on the radio at 23 after 10 o'clock, tracking two breaking stories this morning, including the new head of the Department of Human Services in Iowa. He begins his jobs tomorrow, Jerry Foxhoven. We're uh, taking your advice, 515-284-1040, or the American Top is an accessory text line, 515-989-1040. Top priorities for the Department of Human Services. Ken's on the line that has been waiting patiently for me. Ken, uh, what do you think should be a top priority for the new leader of the Department of Human Services in Iowa? Well, you know, I, I think it seems to me most of the problems they've been having lately involve the foster care, foster program. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I understand 
I have to say first, I know Jerry, and he is exactly as Lee Rood said he is. Uh, he would be perfect, a great guy. He must be insane to be taken. <laughs> but uh, I know Ken. <laughs> oh yeah, good lord! I I just never saw that coming. But uh, he is. If if you could pick an ideal person for that position, it would be Jerry Foxhoven. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Good guy, uh, left a pretty lucrative jo- uh, law career to, to go to Drake and help kids out. And and his heart is 100% in the right place, and he's a smart guy. Um, but I think the foster program's the issue. And, and you know, clearly um, it's hard because you need voluntary foster parents. You can't just go out and grab people. And a lot of people, you know, that, that would be very qualified don't want to do it. Right. But um, that to me would be the, the, the first thing that needs to be taken care of. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly the thing that's been in the news the most. Absolutely. And, and I think you would understand that. I do. Yep. Ken, thanks for your thoughts. I appreciate that very much. Ken's thoughts are echoing mine. Uh, Ken obviously knows Jerry. I know Jerry. And uh, you do think about that at times uh, when you're in the middle of all of these really tough dis- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Discussions involving the problems of this world. As Ken was saying, oh, he's got to be crazy to be taken on the Department of Human Services. It's a tough, tough, tough job. It always is a tough job, but it's tough right now because of the controversies that are fresh in our mind. And here you've got a guy who, uh, as Ken said, has really committed his life to advocating for kids. He, he He's a man for a time like this. Uh, he is he is a he's a good man to be putting in this position and addressing these problems. And and let's say because you and I have had great discussions, I've really appreciated the texts and the phone calls in Department of Human Services because there are more things that the Department of Human Services are involved in than just this. There's always overseeing the mental health system and what you're going to do about that. And uh, there there's a, there there's. Uh, all the different programming that it has to try to help people pick up their lives. It's very, very complicated. It is, a, it is a job that is very, very hard, and there's a lot of aspects to what has to go on in the Department of Human Services to make sure that services are being effectively delivered to people. Of course, you've got the private management of Medicaid. That is also something that, um, that, that needs to be talked about. There are people that are concerned about what is going on with the private management, and you don't want the whole conversation in regard to the private management of Medicaid to be about, are we going to save some money? Yes, that, that, that's a concern. How do you effectively deliver health care services in an efficient way? But you also want to see, can you improve the system in the way that health care services are being delivered? That is a big, big thing that is uh, going on in regard to the Department of Human Services. So there is something that's getting a lot of, um, of publicity these days, the foster care system and what's going on in the foster care system. But you got private management of Medicaid also as an issue, mental health issues as an issue. That is a big thing. And I just got a text on the American uh, uh, Toppers and Accessory Text Line, and I, I want to just relay the top-line sentence of it because I think this is also true that a number of people are, are, are talking about these days. It says, why is everybody 
pointing fingers at the foster care system. And it was a point that Director Palmer was trying to make with me, a number of people at the DHS are trying to make, which saying, is this a problem and a tragedy, what we have? Yes. Can we try to fix this? Yes. Do we want to just demean the entire system? I feel like homeschoolers are feeling this as well. When you start to make generalized statements about uh, foster care system and, and homeschooling system, and just as Ken was trying to do in the phone call that you said, look, it's a, it's a tough job, and a lot of people don't want to be foster parents. So you're right. If you're, if you're involved in the foster care system, you don't want your work to be demeaned even as you're trying to address problems in the system. I totally get that. Same with the homeschoolers. You know, a person was talking to me about this over the weekend and said, look, uh, these people were not homeschooling these kids. I don't understand the targeting of homeschoolers. They, they were lying about homeschooling them. They were not homeschooling them. And so they're worried about homeschoolers being targeted in this discussion with the DHS. I think that is uh, a good point as well. Why I say on this show, we're all capable of complex thought. It is not the simple overarching thing. It's a very complex thing, and we'll continue to talk about that as well. As I've told you, President Trump is coming up in just a few minutes to make his statement on the shooting uh, that took place uh, at, uh, at, at the ball field where congressional Republicans were practicing for a charity ball game that was coming up. And I've said, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to go to the hot takes immediately and start to form your own political narrative about this shooting, and I'm trying not to. Folks are making it hard. <laughs> On Twitter, there's a writer for the liberal website Vox, and here's what he tweeted out this morning. If the shooter has a serious health condition, then is taking pot shots at the GOP House leadership considered self-defense? That's a writer for a liberal website tweeting that out. And... I'll tell you one of the things that bugs me about this beyond the political narrative, and you'll, you'll hear me say this a lot, that as Americans, we've begun celebrating too much being a jerk. We, we, we just, I, I blame the Internet a lot for this. We celebrate snark, and we celebrate being a jerk. <laughs> oh, man, that's really clever. So it, it, even when we've got a tragedy like what's going on in D.C., somebody is trying to get in the most snarkiest take on Twitter, and it's why, although I like Twitter for breaking news, it can be an ideological cesspool at times. My name is Jeff Angelo. This is News Radio 1040 WHO. It's your friend Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040 WHO. Just about 14 minutes before 11 o'clock on Wednesday, June 14th, as you heard Wendy uh, telling you about the weather situation, looks like more heavy rain in the northern and the northeastern part of Iowa. Looks like, according to what Jerry Ann Ritter is telling us, we'll get a little bit of a break this afternoon from the rain. And by the way, it's still going to remain hot. 90 degrees is our projected high for the day. But then more storms tonight, partly sunny tomorrow, then early and late storms again on Friday. So keep it right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. Should the weather warrant that, they, that our newsroom break in and give us more details on it, uh, and we will absolutely, utterly do that. Of course, we're also following breaking news in regard to the shooting at a ball field uh, in Alexandria, Virginia. Looks like GOP congressmen and staffers were targeted uh, in that shooting. And uh, the President Trump actually breaking some news uh, during his uh, statement that you just heard live on WHO radio that uh, the gunman was killed as well. Capitol Police were there. Uh, at the ball field, they were injured but still advanced on the shooter, firing back. 
and the shooter, who is a man from Belleville, Illinois, has now died. Again, taking a deep breath. We're not engaging in any political hot takes at this particular point. We'll have more details for you about the shooter at the top of the hour. But President Trump, a very, very appropriate statement. Reading off the teleprompter did not uh, did not veer from the teleprompter and making a point, as we all are today, uh, about the fact that although we debate ideology in this country, these are very real people that represent us, that have a good heart for this country, are trying to serve the best way they can. Uh, so he was saluting them. He was saluting the law enforcement officers, of course, uh, that keep us safe. And he was staying out of the political hot takes that we have going on on some of the social media. Coming up next, we're going to talk Father's Day in a way that many fathers are are reflecting on these days, especially if you're going through a divorce and you're thinking about custody of your kids and will you get to see your kids on Father's Day. We will actually tackle that difficult topic with an expert next. Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040 WHO. Light rain in the Des Moines area, 68 degrees, our current temperature at uh, seven minutes before 11 o'clock. Just been announced to the congressional members that the congressional baseball game will still go on tomorrow night. And reporters are saying that the congressional members gave that news a standing ovation. They will not be swayed. They will go on with the baseball game tomorrow night. This weekend is Father's Day. And unfortunately for many fathers, it is a sad time because they are either fighting for or wishing for more time with their kids. And, of course, I'm talking about dads that are either going through divorce or have been divorced. And I want to talk to an expert uh, about this. And so I'm so pleased to have here in the Hy-Vee studios this morning uh, a representative of the law firm Cordell. And Cordell, her name is Catherine Damon. Catherine, welcome to the studio. Great to see you. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. I know that people have a lot of questions about this kind of thing. And I, I want to go to the most basic question that a dad would have. Am I going to get Father's Day? How does holidays work when I want to see my kids and I am a dad either undergoing divorce or having uh, had had a divorce? That's a great question, Jeff. Absolutely, you're going to get Father's Day. Father's Day is considered a holiday right along with Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, Those are routinely uh, rotated on a yearly basis with each parent, uh, but Father's Day is certainly one that's given every year to the father. Uh, whether it's your parenting time or not on that particular weekend, you're going to get Father's Day. Yeah, let me ask you a little bit about how you find parenting time works. And, and you were just saying that maybe this isn't my weekend with the kids, but you're saying that judges normally will recognize Father's Day. And the reason I ask you, Catherine, is because obviously there's a lot of hard feelings going on in divorce and there's a lot of people looking for leverage in their negotiation. Is Father's Day negotiable usually? It is not. That's a guarantee for the most part. Okay, very good. So tell me a little bit, uh, what, what's the challenge? Because I know Cordell and Cordell specialize in representing men in divorce. What is the challenge when it comes to visitation and, and holidays that you find when you're going to court with a dad? What, what do you have to work the hardest on? Well, I don't know that there necessarily are any standout challenges as opposed to the norm biases or um, incorrect perceptions that uh, the courts favor the mom over the dad. Yeah. I certainly think that that's changed through the years, uh, certainly with the change of the judges on the bench. Um, I think the first goal in any representation, especially when we're representing the men, is to 
uh, let them know that they are in, on equal footing. Okay. Um, they are considered at that point joint custodians. You've assisted as much in the raising of the child and the rearing of the child that um, from jump you are on equal footing. Um, and, and I encourage them to accept that reality so that they can kind of walk a little bit taller um, and knowing that those presumptions are outdated. Uh, and that's why you come to Cordell and Godel, because we are going to pursue your rights as a father in these type of proceedings from start to finish. Well, and I think that might be surprising news, Catherine, to a listener, because wouldn't most men come to you and think, no, I am automatically going into the courtroom with a bias? Do you say you think that that's an outdated motion, uh, notion? It's an outdated notion, but it's not an outdated thought. Okay. Um, I would say most men come in with that impression, um, and I'm glad to say most of them walk out with a true understanding. Yeah, so, so tell me, what is the court's then overall attitude at this point in, in regard to the mom and the, the, the dad? You, you've said an attitude has changed on behalf of the judges. Are they able to see them more as equal partners in the relationship then? They are. And, you know, there seems to be, Jeff, a, a switch in the way that these kind of cases are handled. It's not so much about mom versus dad. Uh, gotcha. As opposed to what's in the best interest of the children. Um, and there's a lot of recent case law um, in regards to the fact that th the children need a meaningful relationship with both parents. Uh, and in order to achieve a meaningful relationship, there has to be significant time spent with each parent. Uh, and I think the courts recognize that in, in settling these disputes, that has to be the underlying evaluation. Now, I know, do you have guys come to you, Catherine, when they hear best interest of the child, they automatically go, but Catherine, that means the mom. The, the judge is going to favor the mom. Do you have to have a lot of hard discussions with your clients about that? I do. Um, and I would say that most of the clients that come with that type of uh, misunderstanding, if you will, um, come because they're scared that yeah. that may be a reality. Um, and, and they find a lot of comfort in knowing that that's just not the case. Catherine's going to return to me after, with me after the 11 o'clock news. You stay with me. Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040, WHO. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus